أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله تعالى على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد الحمد لله ما شاء الله we reached this Mubarak fifth night of Ramadan time is going quickly so whoever wants to do something let them do it sooner rather than later Rahsab, you know, this, this attachment is really unique. It's really good. You know what, uh, it like allows you to do different things with the mic. You know, you know what it's called? It's a grocery shopping bag, mashallah. Uh, that's a good methal for life, you know. You got to get, get through with what you got, you know. Don't wait for it to be perfect, otherwise it's never going to happen. So today he talks about the third uh, paradigm of uh, of, of how to drive a person's suluk toward Allah Ta'ala uh, Obviously it's not like they're different They're not like different religions or different sects or anything like that It's just that somebody, a certain color is dominant in them Or a certain thing attracts them more And uh, uh, pushes them in there uh, Travel to Allah Ta'ala uh, on the journey uh, On the path to Allah Ta'ala it, it propels them more So he then picks a sheikh who expressed a particular doctrine well and then makes them the archetype for that for that doctrine although all of these things are there uh, uh, in the suluk of anybody who travels this path so number three he, he the, the third the third archetype he discusses the Tayfuris they are the followers of Bayezid Tayfur bin Isa bin Surushan al-Bistami the great and eminent Sufi so Bayezid Bistami is like a really big person in the history of uh, Islam and he was a very celebrated personality in, uh, uh, in his age and he is a person, if you want to know about our civilization, you need to know about him and he's very interesting and uh, uh, his, I guess his life story, his biographical account from this book and from other books we talked about in one of the previous majalis, so you can look that up from one of the previous year's majalis. But today we're going to talk less about his, uh, his life in particular, uh, and more about uh, his, I guess, dr driving doctrine in terms of how he, uh, uh, how, how his suluk and the suluk of those who followed his way uh, 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 was propelled. So he says, his doctrine is rapture and intoxication. And so the words in Arabic that are used here, uh, are ghalaba and sukr that a person, the hal should come on a person so strong that it overwhelms them uh, and intoxication, sukr is what? I mean it's literally the word for being drunk but here we're not talking about drunkenness so this is one of the things that you'll find when you like listen to stupid people who don't know how to read Arabic or who don't know how to read literature in general um, they say, oh look, like, you know, Rumi has this, all this poetry about wine and so like it shows that Sufis are okay with all that, you know, and no, the answer is no. They're metaphors for spiritual states. Um, why? Because those are things, they're using words to describe things that there are no words to describe. That's kind of why poetry is what it is. Otherwise, instead of writing a po poem about love, people just write textbooks like they do about physics and chemistry and things like that. Um, and even those are filled with weird words that people don't usually use, uh, uh, you know, in, in, the same, in the same sense. Like when you say charge in normal speech and you say charge in a book of chemistry, they mean different things. Um, when you say spin, when you're talking about spin with regards to a quark, it's not like something that spins in normal speech, yeah. uh, etc. So uh, this is talking about what? 
uh, about about rapture and and intoxication. Uh, uh, Sheikh Ali Hajwari continues. He says, "Rapturous longing for God and intoxication of love cannot be acquired by human beings, and it is an idle claim and absurd to imitate uh, anything that lies beyond uh, the range of acquisition." Uh, so he's talking about his own opinion now. He's like he's. He respects Bayezid Bastami a lot. You hear about, or you read his uh, kind of biography about it, it's clear from the previous chapter. He apparently thought he was a sheikh that was great enough that, you know, he very reverently would make a ziyarah to his mazar and uh, say the dhikr there out of the hopes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would uh, help him in his suluk. So he's not disrespecting him, but you can tell by the way he tells, he reads the chapter, he thinks he's like, this is one of those like kids don't try it at home. Uh, type of explanations, but that's what makes the person even more interesting, actually, uh, to a lot of people. Uh, by the way, Bayezid Bistami's name also it is there. It's mentioned as a, a link in the in the uh, 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 in the silsa of the Tariqa Naqshbandiya as well. It's right beneath uh, Jafar al-Sadiq, rahimahumullah taala, wa alaihi salam. He says, intoxication is not an attribute of the sober, and man has no power of drawing it on himself. The intoxicated man is enraptured and pays no heed to created things, that he should manifest any quality involving uh, conscious effort or taklif. Uh, the sheikhs of tasawwuf are agreed that nobody is a proper model for others unless he is steadfast, mustaqim, and has escaped the circle of quote-unquote states. Uh, but there are some who allow uh, that the way of rapture and intoxication may be trodden with effort, Meaning what? A person should try to actually acquire this state. Because of the hadith of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, weep or else make as though you wept. Right? Uh, uh, that, that either either ibki or tobacco, like, you know, ibku or tobacco, cry or at least pretend like you're crying or make effort that you should cry so that you could be amongst those who weep for, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Now to imitate others for the sake of ostentation is sheer polytheism. So he says, if you're a show-off, he's, he just called you a kafir. But it's different when the object of the imitator is that God may perchance raise uh, him to the rank of those who he imitated in accordance to the saying of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whoever makes himself like one of the people is one of them. So you see, mashallah, it's not all just like fluffy, idle talk. He's a Mawli Sahib. He's bringing like Dalil for everything that he talks about that these, not, these are not basic baseless things these are things that are uh, that have a, a root in the sunnah and they're attempts for people to operationalize the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the very practical enterprise of of making the journey toward allah ta'ala and one of the shaykhs said contemplation uh, is the result of mortification mushahada to see the goal that you're looking for is the result of a person's uh mujahadat their their, their struggles against themselves my own view is that although mortification and mujahada is always excellent, intoxication and rapture cannot be acquired at all, hence they uh, cannot be induced by mujahada, uh, which in themselves never becomes a cause for intoxication. I will now set forth different opinions of the mashayikh concerning the true nature of the uh, 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 doctrine of sukr, of intoxication and sobriety, sahu, uh, in order that difficulties may be removed. So then he talks about these two things as antonyms. In a person's suluk, a person may experience one of two states. Either they have, they're intoxicated or they're, they, they, they have uh, um, sobriety, sahu, like, the, like when a person is aware of what's going on around them fully, like a person wakes up in the morning. 
You must know that intoxication and rapture are terms used by spiritualists to denote the rapture uh, uh, of love for God, while the term sobriety expresses the attainment of that which is desired. Some place the former above the latter and some hold the latter superior. Bayezid and his followers prefer intoxication to sobriety. Again, if a person wants to go through the Athar, there are many, there are many uh, uh, examples from the Aslaf of the intoxication that people had with the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala, that somebody is hit with arrows while reading Tahajjud and don't feel it. Uh, I think Urwat ibn Zubair, rahimahullah Ta'ala, uh, um, I don't, you know, he's, he doesn't have suhba, but uh, he, uh, you know, it's, there's a story about him actually like getting uh, a, a gangrenous limb uh, amputated without, uh, 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 without anesthesia and telling them to wait until he goes into uh, his tahajjud so that he doesn't feel it. Otherwise, he's not going to be, it's going to be difficult to hold him down. They actually told him like, we have to, you have to get drunk, use wine in order to get, get you malleable enough to be able to do this operation that's needed to save your life. He said, no, just wait until. So that's intox. Literally, there's a, uh, um, there's literally a, uh, uh, not a parallel. I mean, literally, they're like one is qaim maqam for the other. They said, "Drink, get drunk, so that you can get through the surgery." And he says, "No, there's another drunkenness that I know." These things are, you know, they're real. They're things that the aslaf used to understand and experience. It's just later people are trying to, you know, like document what is all of this, like the rest of the Sharia, like the rest of the Hadith, like the rest of all of, you know, so many other the aqaid and things like that. So they say sobriety involves the fixity and equilibrium of human attributes, which are the greatest veil between God and man. Whereas intoxication involves the destruction of human attributes like foresight and choice and the annihilation of man's self-control and God so that only those faculties survive in him that do not belong to the human, human genus. So you kind of transcend your own humanity. That's why they say that the intoxication is a good state uh, and that they are the most complete and perfect. Thus, like we mentioned yesterday, thus Dawood was in the state of sobriety and an act proceeded from him which God attributed to him when he said, that David slew Goliath, but our Apostle was in the state of intoxication and an act proceeded from him which God attributed to himself when he said, You did not throw when you threw, rather Allah threw. How great is the difference between these two? Uh, the attribution of a man's act to God is better than the attribution of God's act to a man. Uh, for in the latter case, the man stands himself, while in the former case, uh, he stands through God. Uh, then he will go ahead and give his, uh, uh, his, his counter, counter, uh, counter opinion uh, to this. He'll say, my sheikh who followed the doctrine of Junaid, rahimahullah ta'ala, uh, used to say that intoxication is the playground of children. But sobriety is the death field of men, meaning what? That intoxication is a lower path and sobriety is, a, is, is much more difficult for a person to tread. I say in, in agreement with my sheikh. His sheikh is Abu Qasim Gurgani, who's also in the, uh, his name appears in the silsila of the Naqshbandiya, but uh, far, you know, he's a sheikh of the entire ummah, you can say. I say in agreement uh, uh, with my sheikh that the perfection of the state of the intoxica intoxicated uh, man is sobriety. That through intoxication, if a person is really driving them to Allah Ta'ala, that will in its perfection lead to sobriety. The lowest stage in sobriety consists in regarding the powerlessness of humanity. Therefore, a sobriety that appears to be evil is better than an intoxication that really is evil. It is related that Abu Uthman Maghribi, 
in the earlier part of his life, passed 20 years in seclusion, living in the deserts where he never heard the sound of a human voice until his, fame was, his frame was wasted, his body. His frame was wasted and his eyes became small like the eye of a sack needle. After uh, 20 years, he was commanded to, associated, uh, to associate with mankind. He resolved to begin uh, with the people of God who dwelt behind his holy sanctuary, since by doing so he would gr gain greater blessings. So he's a man who cut himself off for 20 years from all human beings. And then he had this uh, uh, intuition that was strong in him that now the time is to go and mix with people again. And so he thought, I'm going to ease myself back into the dunya. Go to Haramain Sharifain, Haji Saab Hazrat are like the good way. Of, you don't just go straight back, straight dunya, all in one leap. I'm going to go to the Haram Sharif and this, this is how I'm going to do it. The sheikhs of Makkah Mukarrama were aware of his coming and went forth to meet him. Finding him so changed that he hardly uh, seemed to be a human creature, they said to him, O oh, Abu Uthman, tell us why you uh, went and what you saw and what you gained and why you've come back. Uh, he replied, I went because of intoxication. I saw the evil of intoxication. I gained despair and I have come back on account of weakness. Uh, so he made inkar of that, that he was in a perpetual state of intoxication for such a long time. Uh, and he, he saw what the, the downside of it is. A person cannot be like that all the time. And you have to be who you are with istiqama, with, with some steadfastness. All the shaykhs said, O Abu Uthman, it is not lawful for anyone after you to explain the meaning of sobriety and intoxication, for you have done justice to the whole matter and shown, the for, uh, the, shown forth the evil of intoxication. Intoxication then is to fancy oneself annihilated, with the attributes, uh, while the attributes of a person's self really subsist, and this is a veil. Sobriety, on the other hand, is the vision of subsistence while the attributes are annihilated. Uh, this is the actual uh, unveiling. It is absurd for anyone to suppose that intoxication is nearer to annihilation than sobriety is, for intoxication is a quality that exceeds sobriety, and so long as a man's attributes uh, tend to increase, uh, he is without knowledge, whereas when he begins to diminish them, the seekers of God have hope in him. It is related that Yahya bin Mu'adh al-Razi wrote to Bayezid, What do you say of one who drinks a single drop of the ocean of love and becomes intoxicated? Bayezid wrote in reply, What do you say of one who if all the oceans of the world were filled uh, uh, with the wine of love and would drink all of them and still cry for more to slake his thirst? People imagine that Yahya was speaking of intoxication and Bayezid of sobriety, but the opposite is true. The man of sobriety is he who is unable to drink uh, even one drop, whereas the man of intoxication is he who drinks all and desires more still. Wine is the instrument of intoxication, but the enemy of sobriety. Intoxication demands what is homogenous with the self, whereas sobriety takes no pleasure in drinking. This is a, a, a really uh, important point. It has to do with something that we talked about before, which is what? People who take their journey to Allah Ta'ala in their own hands and attribute it to themselves. People who do a lot of dhikr, people who strive a lot, people who punish themselves greatly in order to subdue the nafs, etc., etc. These things are useful. But the people who take that active, uh, you know, the vision of their active part in, uh, uh, in prosecuting their suluk and traveling toward Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, that itself becomes an obstacle to them. That you attribute your progress to yourself. Whereas the goal is not to be the active participle, but the passive one. You love Allah Ta'ala so much that you yourself become beloved. 
That's the goal. It's not to love Allah Ta'ala whole, like, so much. It's to what? To become beloved by Allah Ta'ala. Say if you love Allah Ta'ala, follow me so that Allah may love you. Why do you get, the, get to the goal? The reason you love Allah Ta'ala is you wish to have his love back. This is what he's talking about, right? Imagine somebody drinks one drop and then they become, they, they become intoxicated. Versus the other person who just says, give me more, give me more, give me more. So this state of intoxication, Allah Ta'ala will send it down on the, on the slave at a time as a madad for them when they need it. When they despair of things, when things are overwhelming, when it seems like the, the door is going to close on them, etc. This is a, a type of help Allah Ta'ala gives to a person so that they can pass through unscathed from the challenges of their, their life and of their suluk. But to try to be that way and to want to be like that every single hour of every single day, it's, it, it will make you into a person like somebody who listens to music too much. What happens? You become numb to the world. You can't tell what's the roof, what's the floor. You no longer enjoy listening to the Quran. You, you don't enjoy anything. It's like the spiritual dopamine rush. Your uh, uh, dopamine receptors become super like overfilled. And all of a sudden you become numb to everything. And you have to like chill out. You have to peace out for a very long time before you... You know, before you taste any 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 joy in anything anymore at all, ever. Uh, and so it's good if a person, this state comes on a person, Bushra lakum, you know, mashallah, glad tidings to you, and I'm happy for you, and I'm proud of you that you felt this state. It doesn't mean that you're special. It doesn't mean that you're like automatically one of the awliya. It's Allah Ta'ala took pity on us and takes pity on us from time to time that we're able to do this. We're able to like plow through the difficulties of life and the difficulties of other people constantly uh, uh, you know hacking us down or trying to make life difficult for us while all we're trying to do is make our uh, journey toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so if you get it alhamdulillah masha that's like a wonderful thing obviously it's not it's a sign you're not like just some like scumbag eating a you know burger at Burger King or whatever right but the point is is what is that that in and of itself isn't the goal and if you depend on that too much rather than uh, 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 the thing that you do when you're like in control and like normal, then why is you, you know, like what are you doing and what are you getting out of it? Uh, and if you depend on it too much, you just end up kind of like losing the plot and losing the, uh, 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 losing your way toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is what, obviously what, what uh, uh, the Shaykh Ali Hajwari is saying. There's a little bit more uh, in the chapter he says about intoxication. All of it is his refutation of, intoxication so it's not really about that chapter so i'll leave it for tomorrow when he talks about the doctrine of imam junaid uh, 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 abul qasim uh, al-baghdadi rahimahullah ta'ala um, whose doctrine is the diametric opposite that a person should try to stay in sahu all the time that a person should try to stay in sobriety constantly so i'll couple that actually with the next chapter uh, because it more uh, formally and properly belongs with that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us uh, from his madad and get us through this uh, 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 short life yeah. unscathed and without doing anything too terribly over embarrassing more than what we've already done wa sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in